For 10 years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. Come on in, y'all. We're throwing the doors wide open at my house. Rosie on the house. Nine o'clock. This is our on the house hour. Talking seasonal changes. You can join the conversation at one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie for you. That's how we throw the doors wide open. Is we clear all the lines, make it available for you to access us. And let us help you with whatever you're trying to tackle around the house, home, castle, or cabin. one 767 Jennifer's call screening. She'll get uh, the details, and if it's a good connection, uh, we'll get you, get you lined up and on the air. If you missed our 7 o'clock hour, we had a great interview with Zero Mass Water. It's a way, a new technology of taking moisture out of the air and putting them basically a tap into your home. It's pure drinking water out of thin air. If you've ever taken an outdoor survival skill class in Arizona. Or been to Camp Geronimo. Or been to Camp Geronimo, (laughs) one of the first things they teach you. For creating water is, is always carry plastic with you. And what you would do is you would dig a hole, put a cup in the middle of the hole or a canteen or whatever catchment device you have, put the plastic over it, cover the edge of the plastic with dirt so it holds it there, and then put a rock right in the center. And then it would create condensation underneath on the plastic and it would drip down to the low point of the rock and then drip into your water. And, you know, after a day you'd have a cup of water or whatever it is. So this is basically taking that concept of creating moisture out of the air uh, and, and turn it into your source for drinking and cooking water. Zero mass. Eight o'clock, John Eisenhower was in for our talking trees segment. And we, those podcasts will be available at rosieonthehouse.com later. And now we're into our on the house hour and then we've got an open home hour where we'll take any questions about your home, castle, or cabin from 10 to 11. That's just our our caller or email-driven, our listener-driven topic, whatever you, the Arizona homeowner, want to talk about. And this hour, we're talking about seasonal changes that you need to be aware of around your house. And John Eisenhower challenged us as he was leaving. He said, really? With a four-degree <laughs> drop is that a seasonal change when we go from 106 to 102 is that a seasonal change but it's coming baby it's coming you can tell by the early mornings it's a hint it's a hint it all does it rats rats need is a little hint yes to provide hope and encouragement it is coming it is coming and we try and be ahead of the curve so we like to tell you ahead of time what to be preparing for. So, yes, let's all agree it's a seasonal change topic today. <laughs> oh, and you can feel it just even at night when we're out riding. The days are shorter. We're being comfortable longer. Uh, you know, it, we're not completely soaking wet with sweat by the time we come in. Well, and just getting up in the morning for the cup of coffee in the newspaper. It's still dark. You know, yeah. you don't have to jump in the swimming pool first before you sit down to start drinking your coffee i mean it's it's down there in the 
80s, and it's starting to feel good, 70s. I, I love it. I just absolutely love it. Favorite time of year? Football season starts, and I'm not even going to talk about the Saints-Ram game. Please. I'm not even, even going to mention it. Okay. So I, I hope to, they I'm kill him. <laughs> I do have to say one funny thing after last weekend. LSU beat uh, the Longhorns, and then <laughs> the Saints beat the Texans. Texans, and, le- two seconds left, yeah. I don't know if this was a, just a Photoshop picture I got or if it really did change, but it looked like somebody went to Wikipedia and under Texas page, they changed governor to Sean Payton and lieutenant governor to Coach O. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only occasion would they get something like that. <laughs> well, why don't we jump to this first caller who was uh, Johnny on the spot and got in early. And John, good morning. Good morning. I have a question for you. I, I used to live in Wisconsin, and my wife's uncle was a roofer. And at that time, he would always uh, replace, when he replaced the roof, he'd always tell me, you can put two layers on, but never three. And down in Arizona, I don't think I've ever seen that done, and I'm wondering why. Well, no, if, if it's asphalt shingles, you can put a second layer on top. Now, we don't do that as a customary way to go. But at the point your first layer is aged out and is ready to be replaced, the second layer, the homes are built with the instructional, structural integrity to take the weight of that second layer. It's, it's actually, John, it's actually done quite often. You just cannot put that third layer on. You, the weight gets a little too heavy then for... I mean, I'm yeah. sure you could, but <laughs> I, if something would ever happen because of that, I, you would probably void any insurance coverage you have because it's not to code. So I hope that answers your question, John. If you're contemplating uh, getting the roof redone, your home definitely can take a second layer right on top of the first. Now, before you would do that, you would want someone to walk the roof and take a look at the the uh, fascia, the barge rafter, the edge plywood, and make sure you know you've got good integrity roof deck. You wouldn't want to put a second layer on top of a bad roof deck. And that just takes the foot of experience because you just kind of walk around and do a little tap dance up there and uh, test the soundness of the roof deck. Okay. We appreciate the call. Uh, it reminds me of a call we took. I believe the homeowner's name was Gabby in the Gilbert area. was in a a home they purchased within the last five years. And they're, they're doing a lot to this home. They had painted the interior and in doing so noticed some roof leaks. So they obviously don't want any water coming in the home. So they called and they had Overson roofing out uh, one of our partners in that area to do an estimate. And there were solar panels on the roof. And that complicates things. It, they don't want to remove the solar panels, and a lot of roofers won't. In fact, I'm not sure any roofers do, for a very good reason. That would void the warranty from, you know, they don't want to be responsible right. for that. The company that installed the solar panels, not a Rosie on the House certified partner, but they can't get to them for months to come back and take those solar panels off, have the roofer install it, then reinstall them. So she wanted to know if we had anyone that would. And a couple things to note there. Um, 
if you're looking to go solar and your roof is any more than 10 years <laughs> old, you should probably consider getting the roof replaced or if it's asphalt shingle, the second layer installed before you put the solar panels on. That solar company, I don't, we don't know when they were installed because she said they just, it came like right. this and we know, you know, you, we know who the company was and so on and so forth. But my guess is they probably should not have installed those without advising the homeowner, the previous homeowner, to go ahead and put solar panels on it. And here's why that solar company, and I'm going to guess we gave her all three of our solar guys that we have, Sun Valley Solar Solutions, Scottsdale Solar, and Verde Valley Solar, or Verde Solar. I keep always add that valley just out of habit, but yeah. it's not. It's Verde Solar out of Cornville. Here's probably why none of them can get to that homeowner. The demand for solar based on tax incentives, you know, you're at a 30% federal tax and it's going to go down to 26 and it's going to go down to 20 and then it's going to go away altogether. Well, everybody trying to take advantage of that 30%. Sure. You only have till the end of this year. So all the solar companies are busy with customers getting, you know, you've got to get to a certain part in your project to qualify before the end of the year. So they're all trying to get to that all their point. customers to the end of that point. They don't have crews available to go take off other solar panels for people who are waiting for roofs to get replied. So you're kind of in this, this hard spot right now. But kind of a catch-22 in that regard, yeah. for sure. So all that to say, be advised. If you're looking to go solar, a good solar company will tell you if you need to have it inspected by a roof or at what age, you know, if, if you're at a, a certain point in that, the, a roof needs to be invested in addition to your solar. All right, we're talking prepping your home for the seasonal changes that are getting ready to happen over the next two or three months. We're talking about how to keep track of that, and we're going to have a conversation with our home Zada folks here in the next segment, correct? We are, because there's a way you can help digitally do that, keep track with your calendars. It's the maintenance aspect of Homes Auto, my favorite part of the feature just because one thing our homes need constantly is maintenance we don't need a new roof every year we don't need a new solar panel every year we don't need a new air conditioner every day but some part of our home constantly needs some kind of maintenance and this helps us keep on top of that keep current with our maintenance whether we're doing it ourselves or managing it through service providers it doesn't matter and the ultimate goal, which I will get to one day, I'm not there yet, and it'll be a little while, is that we're living in a current, constantly upkept home. It's going to add more value. It's going to add more quality of life. One honey to do a week is manageable. Over 10 honey do's a week. And if the point you ever needed to sell your home at a moment's notice, you would be able to do that without giving up a lot of equity because... If you're trying to sell a home that needs all these different things done on it, well, the buyer's going to beat you up on the price, and you're going to end up giving away a lot of the equity that is a benefit of owning a home. So if we can maintain it in this digital app, uh, you can go to rosieonthehouse.com slash app and get a preview of this before we start talking to uh, the developers uh, of Homes Audit here after this. But if you are in the car buying to do and you're looking for a Raptor. Watch out, baby. Sanderson Ford has got Raptors, and uh, Raptor is just like a magical truck. It's just, 
It just, it's fine. I went to Sanderson Ford, really, to buy a Mustang, and I left with a Raptor pickup truck. <laughs> They're that much fun. And normally, there's a waiting list to purchase, but Sanderson Ford has 35 Raptors on the lot, ready to go. Now, one of the reasons uh, there's usually a waiting list at Sanderson is because Sanderson does not have an addendum price on their Raptors like the other a lot of the other dealerships. So get over to Sanderson. You got to take a look at the Raptor. Tell them Rosie sent you. Tell them you want the best one on the lot, and you'll never ever regret it. You can join the conversation at one 767 4348 That's one 888 rosie for you And you can follow along if you go to rosieonthehouse.com slash app and log into your Homezada account. We're going to take you through how to physically work and use the maintenance part of the tab from the dashboard. Just click on maintenance. You'll get right to uh, the page we're looking at right now. We've got Beth and uh, with Homezada on the line, and you have John with you as well. I thought maybe Beth. Okay, well, we will try and come back to that in a moment. It's actually a husband and wife team, and we're going to start by sharing the story of what made them think of developing this. They were software developers um, before they started making home Zada, and what the conversation was in the home that led to them saying, well, you know what? We're going to make an app for that. And it's just a great way to property manage your own house and it's an excellent program and if you've got a parent that you're helping manage their house in yeah, your place oh yeah. you can list up to three properties in one if you've got a home in the mountains that you want to help do this as well it's i'm getting the thumbs up from the studio to go back to beth i can hear i, I hear noise this time good morning hi Ruby. how are you good how are you <laughs> Good, you know, technology, trying to get it all working and get cells to all connect. <laughs> you know what's funny is uh, with apps and Internet and everything the phone does, making a phone call is one of the worst things a phone does. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly correct. It's like, how do we conference this in? <laughs> Where do you put the coin in the slot? I've never seen this. <laughs> Well, you've got John on the line with you, and you guys have to share the conversation in your home that led to, you know what, we're going to make an app for that. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know if we have them connected. We'll see. But, um, but uh, yeah, we, uh, the simplest little thing happened. You know, I think for your listeners that heard last week, um, we talked about managing your home all in one place. But one of the quickest things that happen, and many spouses can relate to this, is air filters. You need to change them regularly every three to four months, depending on where you live. And we were arguing over who's going to do this. Whose honeydew task is this? Is it mine? Is it John's? Okay, this is air filters. Why are we arguing over air filters? <laughs> and so we said, there's got to be a better way to do this. And we also recognize that, because um, I heard your, the story earlier today, how do you actually manage that on your calendars? Because, you know, you work and you have personal calendars and then, your house calendar, because maintenance, there is a lot of activities that need to get done throughout the year. 
how are you actually managing that the most effective way possible? And what we, we said, there's got to be a better way. We tell our listeners, change your air filter when you pay your power bill. Do you think I have ever personally done that? <laughs> I have never changed the air filter when I paid my power bill. I was going to say, pay your power bill? <laughs> you still have power? <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> but, yeah, making sure you do that, that's what's so important in – you know, that provides healthy air, and then it also prevents some other things happening in the house. And then you start realizing all the other tasks that you need to do, and you're like, wait a second, who's doing all this? And it's a household, so we're like, wait, I'm not doing all of it. You're, are you doing all of it? And so how do you actually make that happen? And we were challenged by that, and that's why Homes Out is here, is like we can stop arguing over air filters. <laughs> and for a first-time homeowner, you don't know what you don't know. And there's right. uh, a preset task list when you sign up. Uh, some of them may not apply to your home. There may be things on your home that you need to add later. It just depends on what comes with your home. But there's a number of presets to help you get started. Yeah, what we do is we, because um, we recognize that same situation you're describing, is how do you get people started? So we added approximately 40 common tasks around the country. So they work for everybody around the country, which is really good. And it gets pre-populated into a calendar and a list. So you have a list view and a calendar view, and it will send you alerts and reminders of when these tasks need to get done. The positive is, which I love, is maybe you just bought your house and all the air filters and everything were already changed among all the little cleaning has already happened prior to buying the house. You don't want to do all those tasks right away. You want to wait a little while so you can actually modify the schedule and make it more appropriate for your time frame, which I think is brilliant. And this comes with a lot of home maintenance tasks, but I put all my gardening tasks in here and landscape tasks as well to remind me to fertilize the trees, uh, turn the water, buy seed for the uh, winter lawn. Yeah, so um, we recognize that the house is more than just the actual structure of the house. It's the surrounding areas. It may also be sheds and pools and what have you. So we recognize that we had to add those tasks additionally into the system. But one of the things that came through customer feedback is um, they wanted to track more than just home-related tasks. They feel like, it sounds really silly, but they feel like if they have a dog that has a grooming need, they mm. need to also track that kind of task inside Homesada or they have some other personal aspect of their home. And so we've added more categories into um, the types of maintenance tasks that need to get done. And they may not technically be maintenance all the time, but they're just tasks that need to get done. And homeowners are now recognizing that I can track all of this information in one central location. I've never even thought of that, Beth. And during this bottom of the hour news break, uh, I'm actually going to schedule in our every six-week <laughs> horseshoeing schedule. <laughs> Hang tight. We have bottom of the hour news. That we'll be back here at Rosie on the House. If you'd like to join the conversation or ask about this new feature for home management, one 767 4348 Text is 411-923 and email info at com. On the house hour, talking about maintenance on your home. That was really uh, quite. I, I had never thought about using there you go. 
the the maintenance tracker for other things because I mean it really does every six weeks it just it always catches me off guard the the when I, I get imagine. the text from Landon hey I'll be out Thursday to do the horse I'm like oh well, I, I can't get that part for the tractor this week because Landon's gonna take all my money it's a lot to get ten horses shooting. <laughs> So that's that having that notice, and that is one more feature that it does is it helps you with uh, projecting your finance for your home. And each week through the month of September, as we're talking digital features for your home, uh, we'll have them in just to cover the other things. Next week, we'll talk about managing projects through Homes Auto if you're doing a room addition, remodel, kitchen, and then the last Saturday, we will talk the finance feature and how those all tied together. So rosieonthehouse.com slash app. The inventory part we talked about last week is free to unlock the maintenance and the projects and the finance you know there's a lot that that goes into that development it is a what they call SAS software as a service and it's a five dollar a month and then if you use promo code Rosie when you go in you'll get another 25 percent off of that so 45 bucks a year and you're going to save three times that without trying if you really use it, it it'll pay for itself every year over year over year there you go and we're on the subject this morning of seasonal changes. And, of course, the big seasonal change for us here in Arizona is we're about ready to switch from air conditioning over the next few months. It kind of sounds nauseating to talk about it right now. But you, <laughs> you will need to turn the heat on in your house in the coming months. You really will. And what most people uh, need to know is... If you've got electric heat, uh, the dust all summer long has been settling in on your heating coils. If you have gas heat, dust all summer long has been settling in on your burning elements. So when the heat comes on, a lot of air conditioning companies get phone calls, I smell something burning. Well, there is something burning. But it isn't anything to be alarmed about if the smell goes away in five or ten minutes. It's the dust that's accumulated on those heating elements and heating burners since you last used the heater. People ask me all the time, is it really necessary to get an air conditioning and heating checkup twice a year or once a year? If you have gas heat, especially, I would ask you to please get a seasonal check of your gas heat system before you need to turn it on. And make sure there aren't any small leaks. Make sure the electronic ignition system is working. Get in there and check that out. And now's the time to do it. Because with the cooling system coming to an end, the heating and air conditioning contractors are going to have the time on their hands to take care of it. Don't wait till that cold, wet November, December morning and decide you want your heater checked. It's, it's too late, and it's, you're probably going to have to wait several days to get it done. So now would be one of the seasonal changes we could recommend every Arizona homeowner to make is get your heating system checked now. And it's funny, you know, we're so well trained by, you know, 
the oil advertisements, whether it's Pennzoil or Mobile or Valvoline, every 3,000 miles, do your vehicle. Every 3,000 miles, change your oil. Every 3,000 miles, change your oil. And our air conditioning, our HVAC system works harder than our vehicles. And we'll go years sometimes without doing anything for it. And, I mean, they're expensive equipment. They're very tech not technologically advanced over the last couple of uh, years. You know, every few years we've got to get a higher and higher SEER rating to meet government minimum standards that they've put mm-hmm. on. And I mean, the, the, the amount of technology. Single stage compressors to dual stage compressors oh, to variable good. speed compressors. You know, but the more technology and moving parts we add, that just drives the need to keep it well maintained and keep it operating. I mean, it sits out. For, for most of us, you know, it sits out in the outdoors and our vehicles get to parked in the garage if you've got a clean garage. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, a few of us. When I talked to Chris at night, at night Air Conditioning and she had a really great tip. You know, you, once you turn off the air conditioning, you tend to forget about it, but you should still check the filters once a month. It doesn't matter if, if you've been running it or not because it can still collect stuff through the system, and you want to make sure you've got that cleaned out so you're not getting dust back in your house. Mm-hmm. You could easily spend, depending on the size of your home and what type of technology you use, uh, you know, some of these units, and if you're doing any kind of air conditioning uh, duct changeover, which a lot of them will require just because you know, a lot of the new technology doesn't meet the old ducting system, you know, it, it's not uncommon to get an estimate of $20,000 for a new HVAC system. You can go to Sanderson Ford and get a Fiesta for 9000 <laughs> <laughs> And yet we don't want to check them. And we don't want to check them. We don't want to spend the money. <laughs> and it's it's not much. Most of them are anywhere from 65 to $85 that I've seen, just depending on you know the company and how far they have to travel. And each company has their own checklist that they you know go through and, and funnel through and it's funny. I've heard radio advertisements is up to like 20 plus checklists. And I've talked to all of our guys and like, there's really not more than 15 different things you can do. <laughs> there might be a little redundancy in some of those ads on, on their, their checklist. All right. So let's get the heating system checked and let's get it checked now. Let's be ahead of the curve. Okay. How about chimney care? How about for those of you with fireplaces? When's the last time you've had somebody take a look at the creosote buildup if you're burning real logs? That's a real, real hazard. That's a real, real need for you to be thinking about. We've got to take a look at the damper. We need to take a look at the spark arrester. We need to take a look at the entire flue and make sure it's clean. Make sure the spark arrester is in place to keep errant ashes from exiting the fireplace flue and landing on tender just on the side of the house or on your roof. And it keeps birds from getting inside and building nests and stopping the natural ventilation system of your fireplace and flue. Rebecca at Arizona Chimney Sweep, I called her about this um, article, and she just said to make sure that if if you're a wood-burning fireplace, that you should have it checked at least once every five years or for one cord of wood, depending on which comes first. And I liked that cord of wood. I'd never heard that before. That's a good... That's a good measurement. Yeah, because it kind of swings along with how much you had to use it, right, with the temperature and stuff. So if you've had some good cold winters, you're going to go through it faster. And if you haven't, then it could be a while before you had a buildup. A full cord is four feet by eight foot stack, four foot high. It's a lot of wood. Well, I guess if you... 
and depending if, on where you live. Yeah, right, right. And if you're smart and you live in the valley or in Tucson, you've converted your wood-burning fireplace to a gas log set. They've become so realistic. I've had custom home builders sitting in my home in the breakfast room in winter wondering, why haven't you put another log on that fire? <laughs> they, they look so good. And the, the real truth, the universal truth about firewood is the warmest thing about firewood is cutting it, <laughs> not burning it. <laughs> cutting it and chopping it warms you up much more than burning it in the fireplace. You convert to the gas logs. You're not have to worry about all the creosote buildup inside the flue. You're not having to worry about all the smoke backdrafting into the house. But you still need to get those gas logs checked. As a matter of fact, most of the gas log manufacturers and distributors like to get back in your house about every five or six years and kind of reestablish the asbestos wool that they put along the bottom that creates the ember glow making it look like a real fire so it's a good chance just to check the gas flow some of those are electronic ignition some of them are pilot light lit but regardless gas logs or wood burning at least every five years get your fireplace cleaned and checked and one tip about those gas logs as well is you always have to have your flue open if you yeah. have, if you have, well even well even if you're not using them. Like all, all year round, it needs to have a little crack in it. It's that gas in case it were to oh, leak, okay. it would go yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> don't make fun say, of me. It's going to say, let's put a fire in, close the flue, and watch <laughs> the fun. <laughs> we, uh, one indication that it is getting cooler is our pool temperatures. You notice they're cooling <laughs> off, and we haven't been swimming as much, if at all, anymore. And uh, so we're going to talk about retiring your pool, and we've got Rosie's pool uh, boy on the line joining us to help us talk about through how they retire their pool for the winter. I'm sorry, I have a blank look. <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer's my pool boy. Oh. <laughs> Don't you always say you're the pool oh, boy? Yeah. I do, but I was... <laughs> Let's get you on the phone and, and do this I right. I thought I missed out. So I went right over my head. Shoo! <laughs> sorry about that. I, if I were in charge of the pool, I've said this a million times, it would be filled. Man, you can't do that to the kids and grandkids. It would be filled. No, Boom. but you, you want to make sure you're paying attention to your, your pool because as it cools off, it requires less chemicals. So you don't want to just be, and chemicals are expensive, you know, so you don't want to just be putting in the same amount. You can start testing or keep testing that water. If you're not a good tester, I don't really like those little kits. I'm like, I don't know if that matches or not, those little color things. We have a great little um, local pool shop on the corner. I take it up there. They say, oh, yeah, here's what you need. So they make it easy for me. I I do have a little help. I don't know if I've ever told you that before. Yeah. So um, that's really nice part of the summer or the winter, and the pool gets, the water gets so pretty, too because of the cooler temperatures. And also, um, if you, uh, you can also back off on how much you run that motor, which is also another expense, a big expense to running that pool. So you can cut it back some hours and run it off peak and um, just kind of watch it, you know, six hours in the evening as it cools off should be plenty to keep it going. And then the other thing is if you want to do any kind of maintenance work, like replacement of tile or replacement of plaster, that all needs to be done during the cool months so you want to go ahead and plan that so you have it done by the spring now have you ever bead blasted or had someone bead blast your tile uh no i think the last time we had it done we did plaster and and tile 
So that's something that a lot of people or pool services yeah. offer is you get that calcium buildup on your tile. The that, water line. <laughs> that they come in, they'll lower the water level, and then they'll sandblast it. Uh, then they vacuum the sand out of the bottom of the pool, and that gets rid of that, that water line on your tile. And there's even a – I've seen an ad for an underwater pool uh, repair guy that, you know, they dive in and will patch from the inside of your pool different repair work if you've got a crack. But hopefully that's not anything that you're dealing with. Now, the when- other thing about pools is in this fall, if you have vegetation around the pool and it's going to lose their leaves – you may have to be a little bit more diligent about skimming that biodegradable material out of your pool. That's what eats your chlorine up. So And clogs your system. And clogs your system, exactly. So as the fall season progresses, you might build in a regiment of getting out there with your little net and skimming the surface of the pool more regularly until the vegetation leaves are all off. And the last thing, real quick, is, um, you know, you have to replace your water once every couple of years, too, to kind of get that break up, that stagnation. It gets that There's that only lock. so much chemicals Chemical, can yeah. do. So you could either replace it, but a new company that has joined us is Arizona Pool Water Recycling. And they will use your same water and put it through a reverse osmosis and put the water right back <clears> in. <throat> then you have to put the chemicals you can back in and you can start over fresh. But it's another one of those innovative things for saving Arizona's water. You don't have water. to get a permit to drain your pool and then go through the expense of refilling it, which isn't overall a big expense, but it's, I mean, it is water down the drain. 20,000 gallons about, you know. We see people putting it down the alleys when at night trying to get away with, you know, avoiding permits. He basically takes the water in your swimming pool, puts it through a water softener and a a nano filter, and then puts it back in your pool. Takes a couple hours. Yeah. Great. You can find him on our website. I'm looking at Jennifer's uh, Homesada task management here. Look at all these pool tasks you got coming up. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I've been trying to follow the Gary's theme with music today. I can't quite nail it, but isn't it Crosby, Seals, and Nash? A, a beautiful transition of seasons. It's just. Yeah, that's easy oh, okay. Listening. I'll go with that. Just I, I, I easy listening. In a while. The brain's just going around, around, going. Well, that might sound good. Good, I fooled you. You thought Talk. I had a plan. <laughs> hey, you know what? One of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite things to do, usually around late October, November, or December, go up to Sedona, and that's about the time the fireplaces are going. And correct me if I'm wrong, but there's this really nice uh, scent around the town. I think it's juniper wood that they're burning in the fireplaces. Is that what it is? There's a lot of juniper. Oh. A lot of juniper. Gosh, it's one of those smells that uh, I'll just sit there up the side of the road and just enjoy (laughs) for about 25 minutes or so. Now, every time I pull into Chasm, they're surrounded by a a juniper grove, and I just get out, and it Mm. takes me back. Suck it in. Suck it in. Talking seasonal changes for your Arizona home, we've talked about preparing the heating system, preparing your fireplace, chimney, and flue, getting ready to put the pool into the off-season. One of the other things we'd like you all to think about is what we see when we go to clients' home most often, when it gets to the yard irrigation, the lawn landscaping, is that 
we're not watering enough in the very heat of the summer, and we are watering way, way, way too much through the winter, through the cooler season. We've got um, experts that tell us you really ought to check your timer about quarterly, four times a year. And uh, like Bill Jenkins at uh, Think Green Irrigation Landscaping says, yeah, there are smart timers out there that are supposed to do it for you. But really the smartest thing is an educated homeowner that knows how to work his clock going out and checking on it four times a year. And it may not be quite ready right now, but in the very near future, when we consistently quit breaking 100 degrees, you can probably eliminate one whole water cycle a week. And then as we move into the 80 and 70 degree weather, you can eliminate two more cycles per week and get down to just once a week through the middle of the winter. You should see your water, you know, we, 70% of your water consumption is your lawn as, a, as an average for a typical Arizona homeowner. You should be able to cut that 70% of your bill less than, less than, to less than half of that in the middle of the winter. You should see your water consumption go down 40% from June to January. And we are on properties all the time where we're seeing water running down the curb, uh, water bleeding out of the lawn into the desert landscape, uh, clocks that are still set in their summer schedule. So if we, we were talking about making water out of thin air in the 7 o'clock hour with zero mass, well... It's all a part of responsible water conservation. And most people grossly overwater in the desert through the course of the winter. What's really hard is to watch people watering when it's raining. <laughs> they forget to take, turn them off. That's really, really important. And even talking to Bill Jenkins, you know, even when the air is humid, it's a decreased demand on, on their water supply because the, the, the plants lose water. Um, slower when it's humid outside. So you can also cut back when it's humid and absolutely turn them off if you had a, had a significant rain event. Absolutely. And I liked John Harper's. John Harper, I think, had geraniums in his front yard. And he says, every time I came home, that was my key indicator plant. It would show the stress the easiest. And I knew if it was stressing, that everything else was shortly behind it. And I've got one little plant, I don't even know what it is, underneath my Texas ebony beside the garage door. And I see it every time I get in and out of my truck. And if that little plant is stressed, I go back to the clock and I give Manually the, fr flip it on I give the front bit. shrubs a, a four-hour dose. And uh, at the Shade Conference last, uh, I guess it was that last week or two weeks ago now, maybe three, two uh, we met a gentleman, and he's going to join us in October from Rainbird, talking about the new two-stage wiring and smart controllers. And the theme that they had constantly is uh, a smart controller means nothing if you don't have a smart operator. So we talk about new technologies uh, from Rainbird, headquartered right here in Arizona out of Tucson.